0: Paranormal investigation is the practice of investigating unexplained phenomenon, and has a long, storied history. The exact origins of paranormal investigation are difficult to trace, as the practice has evolved over time and has taken many different forms. However, there are some key moments in history to help you better understand the source of paranormal investigations. In the 19th century, Spiritualism movement played a significant role in the development of paranormal investigations. Spiritualists believed in communicating with the dead through mediums, and many spiritual societies were formed to investigate claims of supernatural activity. The Society for Psychic Research In 1882, a group of prominent scholars and scientists founded the Society for Psychic Research, better known as SPR in London which sought to investigate paranormal phenomenon using scientific methods. The SPR was one of the first organizations to apply scientific rigor to the study of paranormal. In the 20th century, groups of amateur investigators began forming to investigate ghosts and other supernatural phenomenon. These groups were known as ghost hunters, often used equipment like EMF meters and audio recording devices to capture evidence of paranormal activity. Ed and Lorraine Warren were perhaps the most famous paranormal investigators of the 20th century. They investigated many high-profile cases, including the Amityville Horror House and the Enfield Poltergeist. The Warrens were known for their use of psychic abilities in their investigations. Today, paranormal investigation is a widespread practice, with many different groups and individuals investigating claims of paranormal activity. Many of these investigators use scientific methods to try to explain... The Unexplained. Overall, the history of paranormal investigations reflects a long-standing human fascination with unknown and unexplained. Despite ongoing debate about the validity of paranormal claims, paranormal investigation remains a popular pursuit for many people around the world. And in this episode, I will be joined by Bradford, a active paranormal investigator, as we interview him on his experiences with the paranormal and his active paranormal investigations. I'd like to welcome Bradford to the Say What Again Billy podcast. Everybody, I'd like to introduce to the Say What Again Billy podcast, Bradford from Ghost Magnet Paranormal. What's up, dude? Buddy, how are you? I was looking forward to this for like weeks since I asked you to come on board. Um, how's everything going dude? How's this, how's how's the investigation stuff? I know this weekend you had a uh, you had something going on, right?
1: Yeah, so we actually held a come ghost hunt with us event at uh Hotel in Napanee, New York. So it was That's- like a it was more of like an event style, but I love that stuff because especially when you get a bunch of newbies in the crowd and it's their first one ever. You get to see their reactions and everything like that. Yeah. And you get to show them like the real way to do it, you know, like respectfully and how the tools work versus what you see on TV and YouTube every day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I agree a hundred percent. I've never been part of something like that. Um, You know, growing up, I had a group and we did things. I I kind of followed a a book that was by an author who's very into he's very into spiritualism and paranormal. His name was Troy Taylor. Um, So I followed his his basically his ghost book and um, followed his guidelines and everything. And that's what I did growing up and going to haunted locations. So things have definitely changed, which is part of the reason I wanted to have you on and interview you, because you're very modern, like very modern paranormal investigator.
1: Try to be. I try to like, I like the older techniques, but yeah, as technology evolves, you got to kind of like keep up with it and see what can actually work versus just the old techniques. Right. And, and things
0: have def- definitely things have advanced. So, um, let's get into this actually to start off. what are some of the newer items that you are currently using to
1: investigate paranormal activity? Uh it's I mean it's a few years older now but we'll throw out the SLS once in a while. I'm personally not a big fan of it, neither is the one I investigate with Heather. We both honestly almost hate it but in like a respectful way because it just false maps a lot and everybody gets too pre excited about the stuff that's coming across it. However, right. we just went to the Oliver House in Massachusetts and I was like, you know what? If we're going to use the SLS, I'm going to carry around the DR60 as well. And if anything pops up on the SLS, I'll bust out and start doing an EVP session right on the spot. And if they line up perfect, if not, then it's either false mapping or the spirit just doesn't want to talk. And it worked perfectly every time an, uh stick figure popped up. It was actually on something that shouldn't false map. And we got corresponding EVPs to go with them.
0: That's See, that's that's the stuff that is like indisputable to us, at least for people like you and I. Those, that is like indisputable evidence. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Because a lot of times like, they'll pop up on a chair. They'll pop up on like one of those stand up rotating fans graffiti. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's a ghost. I'm like yeah no <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you it's a, it's made to look for those types of joints and those like kind of like same exact figures so i don't know <laughs> it doesn't work like that so for for shits
0: and giggles i actually downloaded on my phone i was you know just playing around one day and i was like you know a lot of these shows on tv now i'm, I'm a big fan of discovery plus and you know the travel channel is basically grown out of being anything with travel and it's just solely paranormal now and i see a lot of investigators using phones um i can i can get behind using it as a as an audio recording device i can get behind it being a device to record as like a a video camera because you know the phone quality nowadays is better than actual video cameras and recording oh. devices
1: oh so, absolutely my samsung can record in 8k i'm like i don't even need that yet because editors don't even use that
0: yeah there, there's tvs that are that are that are not even in 8k yet it's and if they are they're like thousands of dollars you know
1: yeah. so it's perfect for now
0: <laughs> yeah so my my iphone actually goes up to 4k that's it and um <clears throat> i i just wanted to see on on apps you know on the app store uh i guess for for you it's like what google play or, or whatever it is <laughs> Yeah. Um, just wanted to see what they have for ghost hunting. So I, I downloaded, you know, like a spirit box. I downloaded, um you know, the, what you were just talking about with the stick figures pop up. And, you know, when you use it, it, it's just getting like the spirit boxes, I feel is just making noise and making sentences with things that are pre-programmed in there, you know, cause in my house, nothing has happened in my house and it was, and I was getting voices and I was like, this is, There's no way. You know what I mean? Like, I've made it my point in my house to take out the EMF meter when I first moved in and, you know, go around just to see if I picked up anything, did some background checks and got the history of the house. And this stuff just pops up. So I don't I feel like uh, phone apps for ghost hunting is just not the way to go. You know what I mean?
1: Uh, there are a few I've actually used and have actually gotten dead responses on demand or in correlation to what I'm saying. Um, it, it's, they're, they're basically the same as using the SB7, SB11. It's scanning radio, but instead of physical copies of radio, they're scanning internet radio. It depends on the app. There are a few I do trust. I do agree with you. A lot of them are kind of more made for entertainment only. But from what I've seen, Necromancer, Echo Vox, and even GhostTube, their uh, Ghost Vox has been pretty reliable so far. Are those for... paid
0: apps, or they're like
1: free? <laughs> yeah, no, they're pay for apps. Necromancer is like ten bucks. Echo Vox is one of the best ones you can use. It takes a little bit more technique. You kind of got to play with it to get used to it because uh, it has so many setting options. But that one's like twenty bucks. Uh, if you have a Windows tablet, the Phasm box is the one you'll see like Ghost Brothers and stuff use because that one can get some really good stuff too. Um, Ghost box uh, from Ghost Tube, I think it's like 15 bucks for the year. That's, that's not bad at all. No, especially because like a physical SB7. You're looking at about 100 bucks. SB11, you're looking at almost 200 bucks. A couple apps on the phone, you're saving a lot of money and just like the actual physical devices, it's a hit or miss. It's all theories. It's all basically working with it to see what you can get from them.
0: Right. So you were talking about theories right there. And um, I wanted to ask you, being that you're, you're, you're doing out now how many years have you been investigating?
1: Uh, so like, I mean, I did it on and off as like a teenager with friends and cemeteries for fun and stuff. But the day i got heavy and started just going all out on it uh this september will be four years actually
0: okay so that's 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 pretty good it's pretty you know it's like almost a good nice long tenure of investigating and um is there any tool that you would say is hands down like undisputable it will pick up paranormal activity
1: oh no
0: yes so i have a friend um He's like, uh, he's a regular now on my podcast and, um, he's kind of more of, a, I would say like a a middle person. He's not totally a believer in paranormal, but he will entertain it and he's there for the, for the ride. And, um, recently I took him to a investigation. It was actually father's day weekend, um, last year, which I believe is like June, I believe father's day. Yeah. And, um, we had the perfect night to investigate. Now, we know June is, like, predominantly warm. And that, that night, it was, it felt like a fall night. So it was, like, unbelievable. I had to have to, I wore a jacket, and it was cloudy out, and the wind was up, and I was like, this is perfect weather. And we went to investigate Van Cortlandt Park in the Bronx, which was the site of a all-out slaughter of these Native Americans by the Brit- British Regiment. Uh, during Revolutionary War times. And I've been there years ago to investigate the mansion where the people in that mansion actually let me and one of my members from my group investigate the mansion. Now there's actually two different time periods in correspondence to that park. The mansion was like 100 years earlier and then the uh, massacre of these Native Americans was like 100 years later or maybe 80 years later. So we were trying to investigate the park grounds for the claims that people would see flashing lights and hear disembodied voices. And I was explaining to my friend, Joey, that paranormal investigate in, uh, investigations. If you're with the right people, they will tell you flat out. They're not there to say, Oh, we saw a light. That's, that's a ghost. They're there to actually try to disprove the claims and use the equipment in, 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 Conjunction with this is all theor- theoretical, you know what I mean? So, uh, uh, yep, we're, we're, we're there to disprove and use theor- theorized equipment. But I just wanted to get your opinion on what out of all the pieces of equipment, what can give you the most accurate evidence that there is something out there or going on?
1: whole school voice recorders. That's yeah,
0: <laughs> it, yep, exactly.
1: There's exactly. two of you around and you're in a house alone and you're catching other males, other females, kids, like come on now. There's no there's no scientific reason that should be happening.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I I'm glad you said that because that was that was the answer that was in the back of my head. I was like, I hope he says it. Because it's undisputable. Like you said, it's it's there's no one else in the room. Or you're in an open field and you know no one is there and you're asking questions and you're getting answers, especially if it's like two males and a female response happens, you know something's going on. And there's nothing a scientist can say that can prove that at all.
1: Yeah. Like if you're, you're like, hey, what color is my shirt? And you're the only one there and you hear someone say the color of your shirt. Come on now. So
0: I, I um, am I actually looking at your Instagram page as we're as we're talking. And um, your last post was something with an EVP. Um, you want to talk talk to the listeners about that experience?
1: Oh, my God. So for my birthday, I was like, I want to go to the Hensale house. I was like, everybody talks so much about it. It's all over the place. I was like, it's been all over, paranormal lockdown, all the bigger shows. I was like, that is where I want to go. And I want to wake up for my birthday. Well, we had done USS Salem and the caretaker Don was like, Hey, if you're going out there for Hinsdale, you need to book wildwood too. wildwood sanitarium. It's like maybe like a half hour from it. He's like, wildwood sanitarium by itself is not worth the trip. So if you're already out there do both. So I was like, all right. So I hit up um, Dan, the caretaker. I was like, by any chance, I was like, we're going to Hinsdale on 8th. Is Wildwood available for the 7th? He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll take both. So we did Wildwood Sanitarium. And oh, my God, that place scared the ever-living shit out of me. And it kept us up all night. We ended up sleeping like crap. So by the time we get to Hinsdale House, we're dead. We're zombies. So all night long... We're getting EVPs left and right. They're shutting my spirit boxes off, turning them on. They The dr 60 mid-EVP session, you could hear them shut it off, and I had to start all over. And we thought we ended up having a quiet night because how tired we were. It wasn't, like, really clicking with us how active the house really was. Right. So in the, in the morning, we wake up. I'm like, all right, I'm refreshed. I'm charged. I want to go again. I was like, it's my birthday. I was like, I can't leave this house this disappointed because i was like this is the reason why we came so I, for shits and giggles we set up some cameras i go back upstairs and we're doing evp sessions and every single time we turned that dr60 on we were getting residual non-stop communication back and forth and spoiler alert when i i we couldn't make it out at the time because the dr60 it it's a great for catching EVPs, but the speaker is not always the best for playbacks. So right. sometimes it's better to like kind of not guess what you're saying, but I have a, I'm trying to break that habit. I'm like, all right, this is what it said. No, I want to go home, review it and then say, yeah, this is probably what it said. So at the time I'm like, Oh, this is what it sounds like, but I get home and I'm listening to it. And honestly, it sounded like residuals conversations of a family playing hide and seek. Cause there's yeah. one point, you hear the, uh, like a kid saying, Where's daddy? And then you hear the mummy go, Oh, he's hiding in the basement. It was just crazy. Like I did three minutes worth of recording, about a minute of it is me talking. The other two minutes is just this residual EVPs of this family. It sound, like I said, it sounds like they're playing a game of hide and seek.
0: Wow. That's, see, that's incredible stuff, man. And you were with, with uh, how many other people?
1: my friend heather wow that's it's just when we do it for the youtube it's just us too she basically helps me record and i'm more of the one that goes full swing and try to get what we can get so give everybody your outlets so that people can
0: that are listening can visit your you know your instagram your youtube channel so that people can see you know who we're talking to right now
1: so the easiest way to do this actually is she helped me build a website that has links to all my socials. It's uh www.ghostmagnetparanormal.com. And it awesome. has a link to YouTube, TikTok, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I got I try to keep I try to keep them all because there's people that want one that don't want the other, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: it's it's very hard to 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 please everybody as far as uh, where they want to go to see content. I'm 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 cr- actively <laughs> working on things myself, you know what I mean? It's it's very difficult though. it's,
1: it's crazy because I have like 20,000 people on TikTok and now imagine if those people actually followed over to YouTube. I'd have about the same on there, right? Yes. And then Instagram I'm almost at a 1,000 now, so that'd be another 1,000. So now I should have like 21,000 on YouTube. Nope. Uh 575 so far. Yeah, I
0: I you know what dude, I I um I'm not good with believe it or not like you know i i feel like within the last season and a half i've grown to be uh somewhat capable of, of podcasting and if you listen to earlier episodes you knew like off the bat like this this dude's a rookie you know what i mean And i feel like the most recent episodes from end of season three into now have just gotten in 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 my eyes like a little better and everyone is telling me at work they're like dude Your you know, your podcast is getting, you know, it's getting good and you need to do a YouTube. And I'm like, guys, I, I don't have the means to do YouTube. I, and, and nor do I have the the time really. I'm lucky I have a day a week to record an episode because, you know, you yourself as an investigator, you know, how much time goes into uh, a pre-investigation, you know, you have to do your research on the house. You got to do, you know, like your tickets, you got to, you know, reserve hotels, you got to get gas money, all that stuff. So for me to do a YouTube page, it's, it's very difficult. You know what I mean? And it's hard to please everyone that wants one source of social media content, whether they want TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. I never thought I'd see 5,000 people following me on Instagram, but I got 5,000.
1: You, you got- know, the fun part is that 5,000 doesn't mean that 5,000 is going to YouTube, maybe four or 500 of them. It's yeah. almost like you need to grow an audience for every single platform.
0: And you gotta post like vigorously every single day.
1: Oh and, yeah! As soon as you post something, within a minute or two, you're already overlapped by the next guy or the next guy.
0: Yeah, it, it's you know it's it's a grind. It's definitely a, it's definitely a grind. And um, I mean, you're doing well, dude. I mean, I I've, I've been following you since I came across you on Instagram. And um, you know, you're getting up there. You're almost at 1K. I saw just a couple of days ago you had 500. Now you're almost at a thousand. I, mean,
1: I know it's blowing my mind with Instagram too because I've had Instagram for a while. Um, my old account, because that's the thing. When I started with Ghost Magnet Paranormal, I started fresh. I had an older YouTube channel that has like 24,000. Twenty, uh, sorry, 2,400 subscribers on it. I had a TikTok with like four or five hundred people. Instagram with like 800 i completely started fresh i started over like i didn't even exist
0: wow and you and you've grown pretty pretty rapidly pretty quickly in the last couple of days matter
1: of fact weeks you know I, yeah it's like holy crap every time i go on it's like hey i'm thanking you for another 100 followers like holy shit
0: <laughs> see it's crazy I, I i post you know my episodes um that are coming out um when the episode drops. Um, I've been doing reels recently, which, believe it or not, it took me a long time to figure out, dude, how to use a TikTok reel, like how to get the background. Like, holy shit, dude, it took me so long to figure it out. I'm not really uh, that tech savvy. People think, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, I'm 36. Like, people are like, oh, you got to be tech savvy. I'm really not. So it took me a while to do that. So occasionally I post things. But I, I repost a lot of content, content that I find is, you know, was real or or you know will make you think and i reposted uh a tiktok video and it was actually biblical and that video of me reposting and, and i and i said to everybody this is a repost this isn't my content that helps get followers and then i started doing reels and that helps get followers and before you know it you know people that like paranormal and the unexplained and and for my for my podcast i do conspiracies too people love that stuff and oh yeah you, i know people, if you post that stuff, you will get people that like it. You know what I mean? It, that's how it works.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of YouTube shorts, especially because they keep it to a minute max. And it's hard to fit a lot of good paranormal stuff into a minute without making it seem choppy. You know right. what I mean? It's, I hate the choppy feelings to stuff. So it, it's hard. At least TikTok, you can go up to like 10 minutes if you really wanted to. Instagram's a bit tough. It's like a minute thirty if you pre-record and then post after. But if you go live, you can go as long as you want. It's just it's trying to find a way to make a video that you can post on. Actually, I even have a clapper now, which is TikTok's competitor. Like I'm trying to stay as active as possible to get the views. Because <laughs> again, some people on Instagram don't go on Twitter, vice versa. Some people on TikTok refuse to go on YouTube. Hell, I have. People on Facebook that refuse to use any of them. I hate Facebook the most. If I could, I'd get rid of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy because I I think on Reels on Instagram Reels, I've posted things uh, like I'll 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 do a reel on TikTok and then I'll post it on Instagram, and some of them exceed like two minutes. So you can post Reels on Instagram, I think, longer than a minute and twenty seconds. Um, And I think like they're (laughs) all
1: they what. I said that thing hates me that because it gives me a minute thirty and you're it's like you're done.
0: No, I I got actually, I got a couple of reels done. Let me actually just pull up my page real quick just to, just to confirm that I'm not you know talking rubbish right now. <laughs> no, um, I've heard
1: other people say the same thing to me, so I'm like, why can't I only do a minute thirty, like ninety seconds, while everybody else can do like 120?
0: Right, I just go on the Instagram and it's like a dude
1: screaming. <laughs> but, I was like, uh, what the hell?
0: Yeah, it's um yeah no, you can definitely go uh, longer, but you know what it is. I have, to, I have to give you a lot of credit, man. And this is why I asked you to come on. I love your content. I, I, I like seeing... First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm like a little envious. Like, I wish I could actively do what you do. You know, I got these really weird days off at my job. So, like, I... I you know, for me to leave... Like, my days off for like Tuesday, Wednesday. So, for me to, like, take a trip during the week to a, a haunted location, it may be a double-edged sword. Like, hey, I'll get a better uh, a better hotel room cheaper. But it's just very hard for me to do it. And then people like you, you're, you're, you're living my dream right now. You're going to these locations and you're investigating, you know, you have equipment and I, it's, it's so awesome to watch someone do something that, you know, you have that love for and I love your content, dude. And I just wish you like nothing but the best. Like you have a fan with me right now. Like Uh. I I told my friends about you. I was like, dude, I I told my friend, uh, Joey who records with me, I'm like I have an active paranormal investigator. I like check out his page, and he was like, "Wow, his page is bonkers." I'm like, "I know, dude. He's coming on the podcast. You got to listen when I'm done." So you have a fan in me, dude, and I just want to let you know that you're like your content is great. So but, you know, best of luck to you, dude.
1: Yeah, that means a lot. Yeah, um, I was kind of, when you uh, showed me that clip that got you on that show. I was like, "That's pretty cool" because that's like one show I tried to get on, and they're like, "No, Fright Club's like, oh, we'll use it though." I'm like, "I guess I'll go on Fright Club." <laughs>
0: Which which show are you talking about? You oh, the, when I was talking about Steve Gunslabs from from from, uh, from Taps.
1: No, uh, what was it? Ghost Caught on Camera.
0: Oh, that though. Actually, that's that's um, actually that didn't get me on the show. I've i reached out to them with content that I've had, but um, it's crazy that story. I'll actually I'll tell it real quick. So I was at uh, I love Paranormal Caught on Camera. That is my favorite show on Discovery Plus. You people that listen to this podcast have heard me say this a billion times. It is the one show that shows diversity in the world of paranormal. And there was a episode about it was called Wesley. Um, they didn't really give the name of the place. I later found out the place in Portchester is called Wesley Manor. And it was a, um, a hospital that was later converted into a apartment building, but they used it for the Spanish flu. Now, I believe the guy, John, that sent in the video to Paranormal uh, Court on camera, I believe he's the custodial engineer of that building. And he saw you you see a video of him going into the basement. And I know you've seen it. I'm so I'm explaining to the listeners and he catches like a, a apparition of a boy peeking out from a column. I'm getting chills talking about it. It is hands down one of the best pieces of video I've seen in regards to like the Paranormal. And I, I tried everything in my power after watching that episode to find this guy on Facebook, which you absolutely hate. <laughs> and I could not find, you know, I was trying to just type in John and Jonathan, look for his face to see if I could recognize his face from the show. And it turns out months later, I go to my wife's uh, cousin's uh, kid's birthday party. And there's a girl there. And we get into the paranormal talk because why the hell not, right? And hmm. I pull up the episode on my phone on the Discovery Plus app, and I show her what I'm talking about. I was like, "Yeah, this is uh, this is the place in Portchester because she lives in Portchester," and she goes, "I know that guy." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" You do. She's like, "Yeah, that's John," and she told me his last name. And I type his last name in Facebook, and because of this birthday party and that woman being there from Portchester, where this building is located, this haunted building, I was able to reach out to him. He responded on Instagram. Um, he was like all about investigating. I just haven't gotten the chance to set a time and a place and and link up with him. But that is a place that I'm dying to go to, and, and that's how that story came about.
1: Oh, yeah. See that real. Yeah, that thing had me freaking creeped out watching it. I thought that was your clip.
0: No, I wish that was my clip, dude, but I will <laughs> not take the credit away from him. I if everybody listening wants to find it, it's uh uh Wesley Manor haunted Wesley Manor actually I'll go back into the DMs where I sent it to you and um see if I could um yeah it's haunted Wesley Manor and um if you guys want to look at that clip it's on there he he goes down there and just records and he catches stuff and he has a TikTok Instagram and he has a Facebook page that just has countless countless crazy videos of this place and I'm dying to go there because that evidence is just impeccable. You like is undoubtedly a little boy ghost peeking around the column of this basement of this place. It's sick, dude.
1: Yeah, it's like a holy grail too. Because like I said this to you, I was like, you can go a lot of places, you can go to the same place over and over and over again. The likelihood of actually catching any form of an apparition on camera is a diamond dozen. It's yeah. it's the unicorn, it's the holy grail. I it's just crazy because I had two that got me on Fright Club. And then there's a couple on TikTok that I've posted where you can kind of see like outlines of like me and my buddy went to Norwich State Hospital before they cleaned it up and turned it into like a pay-to-play location. And I'm panning towards him and you see like this shadow peek from the corner and then like poke back. It's just crazy. Like I sit here going there's no way you'll ever catch apparitions on camera to like uh, I would say I have at least like five or six that I've posted now.
0: That's well, yeah, I, you know what you gotta send me those the the links to see that because I've been like sporadically going through your page, I've watched the EVP stuff, I watched some of your tick I've been like just followed you on TikTok, both your pages. So um I you have two of them, right? On TikTok. Yeah,
1: so I had the one that's um right around twenty thousand, but I've gotten a lot of those followers not just from like the really good paranormal stuff but just me being me like random drinking videos video game videos <laughs> like just me me and me so i was like you know what i want to start over and just get the ones that strictly want the paranormal and the good paranormal and that one just hit a thousand this morning i think that's good yeah now i can go live on that one which will be good that's good yeah
0: i'm, I'm not really there yet on tiktok i, I think i'm just under 600 but you know i don't I, i'm not really the biggest tiktok fan it's just for me it's a little complex and and i feel like it's it's i i would love paranormal to come out with their own social media that would be like amazing i don't know whether or not there is one currently but i know that if there was like a tiktok for paranormal um they could call it like ghostgram or something like that i don't know just an idea and all yeah, the paranormal
1: I'm- sorry Yeah, that would actually be really awesome because there's – you can't turn around anymore without finding someone that's starting their own group now or going out on their own. It's, like, the biggest hobby now, and it's so freaking crazy. 20 years ago, you would have been thrown into an asylum yourself for this shit, and now it's, like, almost like you're the crazy one if you don't believe (laughs) Yo, dude,
0: I I, I say this to a lot of people, and and I, I know maybe I'm not the only person that says this. I remember growing up, my mom got me into the paranormal, and I remember growing up and there was a show on MTV. It was called The Most Haunted Places where they just handpicked people to be on this show. They strapped a backpack to them with a camera that filmed their face and filmed in front of them. And I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Like, these people are going into spooky places. I watched that show religiously. And then, like, you fast forward a couple of years and uh, ghost Adventures and Ghost Hunters came out. It was like the first two ghost hunting shows that I like remember watching. I was like, this is something new. I was glued to the TV. And I feel like when that came out, I had started my group. And I was going to locations. I was going to places that were close to me. Mind you, I was very young. So a lot of the times when I went to these places, I had to be accompanied with like my father. And he was like, Oh, I can't believe you're making me go to like Smarter Cemetery in (laughs) Sleepy Hollow. Like like, dropping dropping us off in a in a Pontiac uh, white van that we had, and we going out with tons of equipment and these like teenagers were walking around. You know what I mean? But I always said, like, I feel like I was doing this stuff and when it was not popular. Now it's like you said, it is every time you turn on travel channel, there's like a new show with the same thing. And it's almost like, oh. All right, another show, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's it, it it that's the thing. too you you can't stand out anymore and it's 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 almost it's how do you do it but do it the right way? And honestly, that's a big reason why I started doing this almost 4 years ago. It wasn't cuz I wanted to be better or the best or the most viewed is because I was actually sick of seeing All the shit that's on TV, YouTube, because it's not real paranormal. It's more of like a it's to the point where it's like drama TV. And I'm like, no, you're not you're not there for the spirits. You're not there to help them. You're not there to actually communicate. You're there to pretend to get scared. Or if you do get scared, you shouldn't be I'm I don't want to say you shouldn't be doing this, but you know what you're getting into going to these locations yeah i'll admit it i let out yells here and there but i don't run from it i don't run away i don't try to leave i'm like all right why did this happen are you really pissed off i'm here like can you do this again like are you able to scare me again like it's just and
0: i I feel you on that because i I don't and i'll get your opinion but When Ghost Adventures came out with Zach Bagans, it was Zach Bagans, um,
1: Nick uh, Roth,
0: Nick Roth, and um, what's his name? Aaron, right. He was heavy at the time, the whole mine. That show was very good because they did something that was new uh, to the opposing show, which was uh, Ghost Hunters, which was TAPS.
1: Super serious and scientific. And they were the complete opposite.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, there was three of them. You know, Taps was scientific, but you know Zach and his group used equipment as well. But they did the lockdown. You know, they went in there, and they claimed to have been locked in the haunted location for the entirety of the night. So there was two different really like shows, like two different shows, two different methods in the in the in the recent years. And there's like thirty something seasons of Zach Bagan's Ghost Adventures. You know, he has changed. Like after season five. It, it was like you said, a drama. Like, oh, I'm possessed. Like, you know, how many times have you been, if you gotten possessed? And it was a drama. And I don't know if you've been following the drama online, but like, you know, mm. Nick Roth has come out and said that Zach has been like, you know, um, resentful to him parting ways and getting his own show and getting clout. And it's like, no one, no one wants that. No one wants it to become drama. We want to see paranormal content. We want to see people going to places investigating. And finding real stuff. We don't want you to put the stuff like, oh, we think we heard something and we're going to get freaked out. You know, like, you want new content. And, you know, the the shows, I don't know about you, but I don't watch them as much anymore.
1: And that's basically all YouTube is, too. Like, I'll name drop. I don't really care. Sporn with Josh. Freaking Omar Gosh. Sam and Kobe. Like, don't get me wrong. They're good people. Like, I've met Josh in real life. He's a wicked fucking cool dude. But the whole like freaking out because Spirit Talker said devil over it, which is like basically, I don't know if if you're familiar with the Spirit Talker app. It's basically a mobile version of the Ovalis. It's actually built by this dude. He goes by Spotted Ghost. He's some kind, I forgot what kind of engineer or tech he is, but he built this app and it's actually a very good one. It's one of my favorites. But like you're watching their videos and like, they'll say the devil and they scream and jump and run. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is like what it's come down to. No. Like again, they're basically YouTube's version of Zach Bagans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. man. It's very rare. I watch things on, on YouTube as far as, you know, people investigating because I feel like everybody on YouTube now is just carbon copying what's been on network TV. And you,
1: you know, I scope them out because, you know what, uh, I like Twin Paranormal. They're very good at uh, building the stories into the videos. They're not over dramatic. They're actually a really good one to watch. Um, Paranormal Encounters, they're very good at building the stories, too. I like them. There's some good ones out there that are trying to be more legit and do it the right way. Um, right. But even, like, Josh, Sam and Colby, I'll watch them not because I like the content, but, like, I I kind of live like like you. I live vicariously, like, hey, in case I never get to go to this place, what is it like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: I actually uh, – the only page I really follow on on YouTube is Paranormal Files, I believe it's called. And yep. I follow them because they had a very intriguing – I loved it because it was an interview. Um, it's called the Paranormal Files on YouTube. And, yeah, I know him. Yeah, and I I, I watched his page. He's kind of like you know like the TV shows, but I watched it what got me into his channel is they had a they interviewed a professional um, trail guide uh, about superstition mountains in Arizona and i was trying to research superstition mountains and I, that was like the first video that popped up and i loved what they did they took they got a trail guide who actively takes people on trails in superstition mountains and they interviewed him and they got this elaborate story from a trail guide who is out there every day every week and got his his personal accounts of all the supernatural events that happened there and it was just it drew me into their page and because they had that one video and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier because they had that one video they drew me in and I, I that's the page I
1: follow on see on YouTube. I kind of liked him until like recently uh, he if, if it's the one I'm thinking of and I'm correct on this he looks like, like just- the singer from Nickelback. He, well, if if it's the one I'm thinking of, he just did the Hensale House with exploring with Josh, and they pulled the whole typical this house has super demons in it. They put blood on a Ouija board. Started. I was like, all right, I kind of just lost it for this dude too.
0: <laughs> I think I'm looking at the video now. It's called uh, Demon Court on Camera.
1: Uh with exploring with Josh at the Hensale House. um Sonic. I think it, I don't know if he put it on his channel, but it's definitely on exploring with Josh's.
0: Oh Explorer Josh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah I'm, I'm, on, I'm still on the Paranormal Files page. And um yeah, so I would thought it was you were talking about that. Um it's crazy too. Uh, another video that I watched and, and you're gonna be like, What? I was uh going across videos on YouTube because uh travel channel like Discovery Plus has been dry with content and I've been actively waiting for Paranormal Caught on camera to come back out. And I came across a video of a YouTuber that is a non-believer. He's actually just in that video. I'll try to send it to you later. He actively covered like, I want to go on a paranormal investigation and see what the what the what the, the like the cloud is all about. And he went to the Stanley Hotel and this dude single handedly, like pretty much debunked from Ghost Adventures to other shows. Like the Stanley Hotel being haunted. However, at night he used the spirit box and did get like three words come through in his room, and that intrigued me. Just seeing from a non-believer's point of view, him going in there and just seeing to just him seeing if he can get activity that intrigued me. I, unfortunately, I don't remember the the name. Um, I think
1: so. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name either. Oh, man, I think
0: it might pop up right away. Cause he's a very famous uh, a YouTuber and he uh, let's see Stanley hotel. And he went there just to, just to like kind of like debunk it. And um, it's something like a, a stay at the Stanley hotel. Um, there's like tons of videos. So I'm probably not going to come across it, but that, <laughs> that intrigued me. Like that intrigued me that he did this random person just wanted to just try to get something there but he was like more of a skeptic and he came across something that was unexplainable but at the same time he was there to like just single-handedly debunk it
1: yeah see uh i don't know i'm a hardcore believer regardless i and it's just if you don't believe i get it not everybody does but don't sit there and try to like say it's not real just because you don't believe it you know what i mean There's definitely spirits out there. They're everywhere. Freaking, we're made of energy, and energy can't be created or destroyed. It's we go somewhere. So,
0: Danny (sighs) Gonzalez, that's his name.
1: I think I've heard of him. Danny
0: Gonzalez, yeah, that's that's the YouTuber's name, and um, he actually went to the extent of bringing like equipment and buying equipment. Um, it was it was watchable. He actually got ten million views. It was from seven months ago.
1: I'll have to check that one out because, like you said, it's cool to see from someone else's perspective and actually try to debunk everything. But voice recorders, again, those are my favorite because you can't debunk those. You really freaking can't. Did he use a voice recorder at all and get EVPs? I think so. I believe he did. Because now I want to go and watch and see how he tries to debunk you know, EVPs coming through.
0: It's, it so i'll tell you right now it's uh it is the title of that video on youtube is i tried ghost hunting to see it's, if it's fake and it's danny gonzalez it'll come right up um mm. it was watchable it was you know he, he he gave some some content about ghost adventures and he did come across uh something spiritually in and using the spirit box so it was like i said it was it was a good watch it, it really was so mm. when you get when you get a chance later on so Real quick on on this subject, being that we we kind of just touched on it, you said that you undoubtedly believe that about ghosts and paranormal, right? Absolutely. And we're I was talking last week with uh, Joey, who's on the podcast, and um, we were talking about like sleep paralysis and shadow shadow people, which is a very big topic in you know in the world of paranormal. And I said to him when we went off off recording I said I'm gonna ask Bradford what his thought is on the shadow people do he does he think they're demonic does he think all ghosts are demonic like what what's your take on the shadow people and what they are because that was a big topic of conversation in last week's episode
1: everybody has their own input on this and to me it just shadow people the ones you see aren't going to always be bad. They're not always going to be good. It, Cause there's always, there's good people, there's bad people. Um, but more of it's them being able to manifest and twist their energy just right for you to see them. Cause I've seen apparitions as white. I've seen apparitions as black and I've seen full bodied apparitions and I've seen them almost look like just a shadow. It's, How much energy are they willing to put into making themselves visible to you? Is how you'll see them,
0: right? So, you think is basically the energy factor that causes them to like how much they can have energy to manifest for them to for other people that are there seeing them,
1: right? Because everybody everybody has the capability to see hear, feel our bodies are intuitive when you're alone and you have that feeling like you might not be alone. There might be a spirit passing by, not necessarily trying to scare you. It could just be a residual spirit and you're just there in the right time. And it's just passing through because maybe they did live there at one point in time. And it's just almost like a video loop of them going through that area.
0: Okay, that's actually a good theory on that. To be honest with you, it almost corresponds with something. Um, are you? I have to ask this: Are you a fan of the Ghostbusters? The movie? Yeah, like in general, the Ghostbusters, the movie, the the, the cartoon. Like, are you a uh, fan of?
1: I loved Ghostbusters, and my kid, my five year old, he's super into all this. He'll even watch my videos on YouTube. He refuses to go out, but my five year old's kind of starting to follow in my footsteps with it, so it's fun. Awesome.
0: So being that you're a fan, um, the, the video game came out uh, in 2006. and in the video game, Egon they made they had this, this, this part of the game where they go back to the Sedgwick Hotel. and when they walk in, he says, and I said this last week, he, um, he they see ghosts, but they see like it looks they look different. And Egon says they're not ghosts, but they're ghosts of ghosts. And you see like, just like shadow, shadow is shadow figures walking around. And he basically says it's the energy of people that have come here through time. You think that's like somewhat accurate to like shadow people?
1: It's a good theory. Plus they have that theory that there's multiple dimensions now, like scientists are actually starting to say, yeah, there's multiple dimensions. It could just be, our dimensions in that time are touching enough for you to see someone else from another dimension
0: yeah it's it's crazy what science is coming what they're admitting now in the last like year and change in regards to everything paranormal
1: Oh, like UFOs? You know how bad they ratted on people for believing in aliens, and now the Pentagon's like, "Oh yeah, they're they're real. They're they're." Oh
0: man, don't get me started, dude, because this is supposed to be ghost talking. We're getting to UFOs. We'll be here for four hours tonight.
1: <laughs> it's all related. It's all. It is. I, I have a theory that we're actually just interdimensional beings, and we're here on Earth to learn lessons. And if, unless you learn the lessons you're supposed to, to basically graduate to the next level. You, that's why you become a spirit because you're waiting for a reincarnation to try it all over again.
0: Yeah, that's like that's uh, that's actually, uh, I believe the, the kind of the basis of religion of like uh, Buddhism, pretty much, right? Like they believe in reincarnation.
1: They do. I honestly, I keep religion out of this as much as possible, and I don't read into the Bible. I don't read into any religion because. Everybody has their own theory. I want to go out there and experience and learn it on my own. Like I don't like influence basically actually how you said it takes a lot of time when you investigate because of research, right. I'll read a spark note version of a place. So I'll learn what I want to learn within like three minutes before going to a place, because you might tell me there's a spirit named John there. I might get a Stacy so i basically just w- wasted my time reading about john you know i'd rather go when i go to locations i don't say i want to go blind but i don't go based off of prior findings prior stories and the one time i did that it was the Hinsale house we went based off all the names we were given all the stories and it was wicked quiet but as soon as I went online and read that a lot of those stories were just stories and we started clean slate basically as we were going in there blind. And like basically let the house tell us their version of it. It got way more active.
0: It's, it's crazy because um, when when you take a picture and get a face, right? And you go to show somebody you don't want to tell them per se, hey, do you see the face in the window at the top right corner? Because what's going to happen? They're going to see it because you put that in their mind, you know, like that's like how pareidolia works, right? And it's the same thing with with investigating. Like if I say, hey, dude, we're going in an investigation next week. Um, it's the haunted Smith house in um, in Long Island, New York. And, you know, there, there's a ghost there of a girl named Sarah. And she said the haunt there. You know, you're giving so much information that you're kind of like,
1: you know, directing that. Yeah, you're yeah, directing it, the investigation and what you're going to find.
0: Yeah, it's like you're you're it's like you're injecting yourself with placebo. You know what I mean? Like you're bound to have that stuff happen or not happen. Like you said, be wicked quiet because you already know too much information. So it, it's that's actually a really. I've never thought about that. That's actually a very good method to going to a haunted location because I did a lot of research prior to going to Van Cortlandt Park in the Bronx. And we thought we had something for the first hour and a half. Like we were seeing light and we were on a trail at 1030 at night on a Saturday. We're not supposed to be in the park at 1030 at night. Like, you know, And, and that's actually part of the reason I had a, uh, uh, he was actually in my group as a kid, but I had a friend of mine, uh, come with because he works for the city. I don't need to elaborate on what he does, <laughs> but he works for the city. So he was there just in case there was like, we came across somebody that, you know, was, was, you know, not all there. And just in case, you know, park rangers or police came and, um, you know, we saw stuff for like an hour. Like lights going off. And we were like, all right, it's got to be like a lightning bug. And then we like did a quick Google with our phone and lightning bugs were like yellow or green. And we kept seeing these lights and it was really weird because every time we tried to do an EVP, that's when we saw a light. And then unfortunately, and this is old news anyways, but when we were walking back, we saw this light again. And I was like, all right, turn the flashlight on and shine it into the, into the into the trees and see what it is and it would happen to be right now and it ended up being a lightning bug we were so disappointed and that's all we caught and i wonder now you saying that is that's because of the research and the amount of information i tried to put in my head to go there you know what i mean
1: it's almost like you're you put that story into your head and it comes to life while you're at that location
0: but we the only thing is it didn't come to life. We didn't catch anything. We caught lightning bugs. Like me and my friend Joey have like a a newfound hate for lightning bugs.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't want to post that all over online and call them orbs like everybody else?
0: No, I. And you know what's crazy <laughs> is like I
1: actually um I'll try to find it.
0: I'll 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 DM it to you. We I did post it. Like I posted like all our reactions. Was, we were like we didn't get spooked out. Like I'm not. I don't. I don't scare easily. I'll go into a place by myself. It's the golden rule not to. But I would. And um. I was just like, you hear us saying like, you know, excuse the language, but I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know, cause we had just Googled what fireflies look like and we couldn't figure it out. And then at the end we were like, oh man. And I ended up putting, I was like, we debunked it as fireflies. I'm Like I put it on an Instagram post. Like it ended up being fireflies, but.
1: But see what you just said at the end though, you posted it saying you debunked it. A lot of people would have been like, oh yeah, no, these are orbs. Like these, like that's, that, that shit cracks me up.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the whole orb theory as, as as like it was debunked back then what orbs were. So I don't ever say, "Oh, there's an orb." No, I don't do that no more. In the beginning I did, but it, you know, you learn you learn what what the orb phenomenon was, essentially.
1: So orbs are real. But you have to actually see them with your own eyes. If you just see with a camera, it's going to be it could be moisture in the air, it could be dust, it could be a bug. There's many things that create dust on the – I mean, orbs on the camera. However, yeah. if you see a ball of light, kind of like you were seeing the fireflies, flying around for a quick second, some of the times they look like a shooting star. They're fucking crazy. It happened at the Hensel house.
0: Never seen in person uh, uh, an, an orb. Like all my photos that I have, some of the photos from Gettysburg and stuff, I, I got them on camera. But like you said, it could be anything but I've never seen that in
1: person. That's, that's Oh intense. my God. You want to talk to, about goosebumps? You get goosebumps when you see these things. I can, um, I can
0: imagine a ball of light with your own eyes and you don't know what it is and it's not in the sky. So you're like, what is that?
1: Yeah. And it happened to us at Hinsdale house. And I even know it was an orb at the time. So we had put a static dome in. I think it's called Mary's room. It's a room that Nick Roth stayed in when paranormal lockdown went there um if do you know what a static dome is
0: uh doesn't that project light in the in a room so that you could see things pass through it like it's like a it's like a almost looks like a mini um uh like a epcot center
1: so you know, the static dome is kind of like an odd shape it does look like a dome that's why they call it but it's basically a static reader so there's eight or nine lights that go around it basically in a circular motion and it can right See where static's coming from, but doesn't light up until static hits it. And I'm standing facing towards Mary's room, and the the room lit up red for like a millisecond. So I was like, "Oh, the static dome just went off!" The static dome just went off. I was like, I was all excited about it. Come to find out, it was actually an orb. It wasn't the static dome because you see the light ball emit on camera towards the ceiling, and the static dome didn't even go off. So at the time. I thought it was the static dome, but in fact, it really was an orb that I saw.
0: Wow. That's, see, that's, see, that's like, like you said, back to undisputable, well, it, with our knowledge, undisputable evidence.
1: Yeah, because again, I thought it was technology, but in fact, it wasn't even technology. It was, I don't even, I, and just like those two flashing lights that I posted on TikTok, I know you've seen that. Mm hmm. I, there we had nothing in that room, and there was nothing in that house that could create those two strobes that looked like light eyeballs coming through that window on the second floor.
0: That yeah, uh, it, it you know what man? Like I said, you have to you have to really explain to certain people like what's going on and and how like this is good evidence, and then to certain people you got to say this is bad evidence, and they're gonna fight you on it. Like that stuff right there, that's that's good evidence.
1: Yeah, if you can make people from both sides argue how it's a good or a bad, like you just said, that's when you know you caught something good. And like I said on the post myself, I'm not going to claim it's paranormal. I'm just claiming that it's creepy, and I don't know what the fuck this was and how this happened. <laughs>
0: that's the you know, 100% the best way to, po- uh, to post it, to be honest with you.
1: Because, like, I hate when people are, like you said, they basically will circle a face and be like, what do you see? If you know there's a face in that picture, you shouldn't have to ask other people. You should be able to undoubtedly post it and be like, this is a ghost face and I caught this ghost face. But a lot of people don't do the golden rule either. They don't take sets of photos of three. They'll take one and it could have just been the way the lighting was hitting the window. It could have been ah, a dirty window and the way the light hit, it just created the reflection. Unless you take sets of three, I don't buy pictures. I'm more of like, it has to be on video type person.
0: Yeah. Well, camera and video combined is definitely something was there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that again, super rare too, to be able to catch both on camera and video. But yet again, you you can't go on any of these social sites without seeing someone go, Oh, look at all these, look at all these orbs. No, that's dust. That's bugs. That's light. Like moisture in the air condensation. No, that's not orbs. Unless you've physically seen the balls of light fly around with your own eyes, you're not catching orbs. I'm sorry to break your heart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're going to take a momentary pause and we're going to go right back to the spooky talk in just a few seconds. And we're back from our momentary pause. We have Bradford from Ghost Magnet Paranormal. <laughs> And we were just talking about the debunking of the orbs and the evidence that should be good, but people don't want to really see it when it's called bad evidence. So, um, Bradford, what else? What is? What other locations have you gone to that really sparked your interest and made you undoubtedly believe in the paranormal?
1: Um, I'm sorry, my headphones just randomly cut out. That was weird. What was that?
0: Uh, I was just saying what other locations um did you explore investigate that made you like undoubtedly believe in paranormal even more
1: uh so the very first one i ever actually did well i mean i always believed in it actually i was i've always been a believer as a kid i lived in a i must have been like an old farmhouse this thing traumatized the ever living shit at me to the point where I closed myself off from being a believer and tried to make myself a skeptic, and then I don't know so what it was terrifying of- then oh absolutely to the, it, it it's when I think about what I would see as a kid, it still gives me goosebumps bumps and the chills um. And then, like I said, yeah, growing up, like we'd go to like cemeteries, especially like the ones that had the stories to them. But it was more like to spook each other out. We didn't like go full blown investigating. And then, like I said, one day about four years ago, something inside of me just completely did an opposite switch. I was just, like, I was watching Ghost Adventures. Actually, we talking about Ghost Adventures. That's the show I was watching. I was like, this isn't paranormal. This isn't how it should be done. I'm going out there for myself. So, I was friends with this kid, and he knew about an abandoned uh, hospital in um, Waterford, Connecticut, Seaside Sanitarium. And he was like, we should go check it out. And he's not about breaking into the places, but it is a state park. So, you can be on the grounds; You just can't go in the buildings. And the stuff we caught there that day was like, all right this really is legit. This really is real. Now, how do I get more of this? And um, it was originally a tuberculosis hospital when it first opened and they put it on the ocean front because they thought the salt air would help cure tuber- uh, the tuberculosis. After the cure of tuberculosis, they changed it to an asylum. And in its closing days, it was actually a nursing home.
0: Just like Waverly Hills
1: just like waverly hills just like basically a lot of hospitals because they were all basically set up for one thing and then they get the cure for it they turn it into the next big thing because they don't want their investments to go to waste right correct well the only time there was kids in that hospital was when it was tuberculosis and i put my camera on a tripod just facing towards the building so i was like I'm just gonna leave this recording. If I catch anything walking past a window, that'd be freaking awesome. I didn't know where, and I'm not walking too far from my camera because this is like a $1,200 camera. I was like, I don't want this thing out of my sight, but I was kind of walking the grounds and keeping it in my peripherals. Something taps on it, like it makes it to the point where my camera shakes, and then you hear a little boy crying out for his mommy. What? Yeah. Do you still
0: have that to this day?
1: Um, On my very first ever channel, I think I have that on video. That's
0: – anything with kids, man, like that's – you get chills instantly. You know what I mean? Especially like that saying, like, mommy, like that's hands down like bone chilling.
1: And that's another reason why I don't bring religion into this and I stay out of this because if I were – according to most religions what God is gonna let a child die and just stay here as a child see I, if you, once you bring in most religions that's not a child it's instantly a demon it's demonic it's that's why I don't bring religion into this
0: so you know because I do a podcast I have to I have to cover it's it's like uh, you know, it's like an you obligation. Pick,
1: right? You can't pick like a favorite thing. You have to go. Yeah, smart and strategic way. You have to look at every point of view, every perspective, and take everything in, kind of like an account for. No, I get right. it. Right.
0: I gotta I gotta cover everything. You know what I mean? And I, I there's a couple things I don't like talking about on the podcast. Politics being one of them. Unfortunately, in certain conspiracies, I have to touch on politics because it coincides with what I'm covering. But in the recent, I would say, like not, in the least recent two years, I, I my one of my best friends. He's my barber, so that's how I became friends with him. And in the last couple of years, I, I mention him, dude, literally every episode. And in the last couple of years, he's be, he's grown very religious, and he always asks me, "How's your podcast doing?" And he's very big into like the whole Giants thing, right? Because. His religion is Christianity, and apparently in Christianity, the, the, the giant story, the Nephilim, is like a very big thing. And I'm not going to say I kind of debunked that, but he uses it a lot, and I let him rock with it, because that's his belief, and who am I to, to, to knock his belief? But he's also brought up a couple of times that, you know, when in, in, in Christianity and Catholicism, you know, essentially when you pass away, you, you rest, you know, you don't really go to heaven you don't go to hell and there's no such thing as purgatory. And he said to me, you know, when you go and you, when I used to go investigate and when you talk about this stuff, you know, you're really messing with demons or they could be the Nephilim because essentially Nephilim translate to demonic. uh, If you really look into the story and that's why I wanted to ask you and you kind of already gave your answer. If you believe spirits are essentially, you know, trying to trick people, believing that they are someone from the past, but in reality, you're, they're, you're, they're tricking you and they're really demonic.
1: See, and if you pay um, watch a lot of stuff or read a lot of stuff, according to most people too, demons are going to try to lower your walls so they can attach themselves to you, right? So most of the time, they're going to attach some. They're going to play off as something that appeals to you. Family members, friends that have passed, loved ones. Basically something that gets onto your softer side to basically lower your walls so you're at a weaker state of mind and it's easier for them to attach, right? If you're going into a place where you don't give a shit who you talk to, you just want to talk to people and let them share their story. There's not a single person that a demon could play off as they wouldn't make me go, oh crap, I should probably lower my walls for this one because that's my dad coming through. That's my uncle coming through. That's my best friend coming through. No, or like a little kid. I don't have a soft spot for anyone when I do this. I am I'm, I go in there just to, I basically, every time I go into a place, I'm like, hey, who's talking tonight? Because I'm not here to tell stories that people have told. I'm here to let you tell your own story. I'm going to let you write your own pages like I go in there clean slate, so I'm. When people are like, "Oh, you're messing with demons," I'm like, "Okay, well then I'm attached by a thousand demons right now." The rate I'm doing this, I go out like every weekend. I can't even tell you how many places I've been. I'm like, I'm my soul is damned in hell, basically. If that's <laughs> if this stuff is real, you know. And I just yeah. laugh. At
0: it that's actually a good way to you know to think about it. I don't necessarily. Like I said, as a podcaster now, and like, I'm not going to say former because I, I haven't given it up yet. we'll get into that later. But as a like, uh, you know, on and off investigator and, and podcaster about paranormal, I don't really put away the whole demon theory. I I, I would say it just like that. It is a theory. It is a I, theory
1: that exactly. I, I agree with you as an investigator. I'm not going to say demons aren't real. Demons, to me, though, are, like, yeah, maybe the souls of, like, Al Bundy or, like, super serial killers. Like, <laughs> if anything's going to be demonic, it's going to be someone like that. Like, a, the soul of a serial killer or people who have come before us, like, the maybe Julius Caesar. Those, to me, are going to be the demons, not a little boy crying out for his mom, you know? Yeah.
0: I Like I said, it's it's all theor- theoretical. And, you know, I I in the beginning never really like he kind I guess in a way he kind of opened my eyes to the possibility that that is a possibility. Like, maybe there are demons, but then again, you know, I've, I've been to places. I, the one place that to me, you know, I've asked you, I've asked you like, you know, what place really opened, you know, your eyes or your scariest story with, with ghosts and paranormal. To me, I've been to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania twice. And I haven't had a full out like you know really spooky situation. I've had I've had something tell me to get out um, via an EVP in in a house that my brother lives in. He lives in a very old place that has a very big historical figure in it in New Rochelle, New York. Um, I've I've been to a place where I was investigating a house for a family because of a little girl that was waking up in the middle of the night, seeing somebody in her room. And I've had something tell me on on voice recorder, no. I, I said out loud, I said, we're going to be here till three in the morning, four in the morning. You can't bother the little girl tonight because me and my partner at the time, Andrew, were there um, investigating. And he was my partner for the night. I said you you're you're not going to be able to mess with her tonight, and I got up. Something played back on recording and said no, very clearly. And in those instances, I've never been like, all right, mom, it's something's there, but I've never said, you know, like, yeah, it's ghosts. You know, ghosts are real. Until Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, when I went to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, I had in a matter of like a ten minute radius. A abundance of paranormal activity happened in the Farnsworth House, which is one of the most haunted locations in Gettysburg. And my mother and father were there because again, I was young when i I started my group. And we were in this scary story place in the basement of the Farnsworth house. And just up the stairs, which was like four steps away, there was the kitchen where they cooked civil war style, you know lunch dinner, breakfast for the people that stayed there and went to go eat there, which we did eat there earlier that night. And they had the basement set up as uh, like a wake. And it was a mock body in, in a casket, Civil War style. And the lady was dressed in Civil War women's attire. And I told her before she started this, this storytelling, where she was telling real stories that involved Gettysburg and the Farnsworth house, that I'm a paranormal investigator and I would like your permission to use my equipment while you tell the stories. And one of those stories is of a boy who ran out playing tag at the time because they played tag by running out, touching a horse and carriage and running back to the front of the house. Unfortunately, this boy was trampled to death by the horse because he spooked the horse when he went to play tag and they brought the boy into the house and he ended up passing away in the Farnsworth house. One of the stories is, That the little boy's ghost can be felt sitting on women's laps as if they were his mom. Like he misses his mom and he sits on their lap. And when she started telling the first story, which was in regards to this little boy at the Farnsworth house. My mom, who does not like attention, nor does she like the attention of complete strangers. Which there were quite a few in that room. She felt something sit on her lap and got up crying hysterical crying in front of strangers because she felt wholeheartedly. She believed that something sat on her lap. And right when this was all happening, my EMF meter was spiking where I turned around to get the, to get the reading behind me because someone behind me was, was like, Oh my God, something just touched me. And my entire chair lifted off the floor, not far, but I would say a good three, four inches. I could feel the chair go off the floor And slammed down three times. And that night ended with smelling what smelt like dead bodies in that basement as she was cleaning up her stuff from telling the story. She was blowing out candles. She was cleaning an, an instrument that she used that night. It was like a fife. And she said when everyone was leaving, I need the Ghostbuster to stay behind because I'm scared. I never had this much stuff happen before. And when we were staying there and I was waiting for her to get done, I started smelling what she claimed was the remnants of dead bodies from the Battle of Gettysburg that they kept in the build in the in the Farnsworth house because so many people were dying outside. And oh, that
1: the residual smell. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it was just, yeah, they, they kept bodies there, you know, and they they used the Farnsworth house as like a hospital a makeshift hospital but people ended up dying from their wounds like you know back in the day you got shot with one of those musket balls from the from those rifles you know you had a hole in your arm and they had to saw you saw the arm off or saw the leg off and people would just die of a lack of blood so there was bodies bodies piled up in that house and i basically had like like a like a time lapse what happened and like so it, whatever was manifesting was able to manifest the smells which is common too in paranormal where you could smell cigars and candles yeah, and fragrances. Yeah, sure. And I smelled dead bodies. And my dad came in and he was like, what's taking so long? And he was like, what's that smell? And he actually asked me, I remember, he's like, did you fart? And I was like, <laughs> no, dude, like, like, like I'm, I'm smelling that too. And there's a kitchen right there. I was like, you smell that? And she flat out told me and my father, she's like, there's reports of people smelling dead bodies still to this day in the Farnsworth house. And that to me was like, undisputedly like, paranormal evidence, which made me say, I'm not a non-believer. Even with the ghost group, I'm a believer in this stuff because, like, all that stuff that happened. Like, hands down.
1: You know, it's funny. When we talk about religion. We're talking about demons. Um, the only, it's kind of crazy to me. The only time I've ever had things hint towards claiming themselves to be demons or saying demon over EVP or whatever has been in churches. Really? Yes.
0: It's crazy you say that. Have you ever came across... It was like a Reddit thread. And it's like the rules of what not to do in an abandoned church? No. I've seen it a few times. I don't know if it's like science fiction. But it's like really weird. It's like if you go to explore an abandoned church, never close the door. Um... If you see someone sitting in the pew and you're the only one there, go to the other side. Like some, like you got to look this up. I don't. If I find it, I'll send it to you, bro. It is some of the like. You know how many rules I
1: probably broke doing this stuff then?
0: Oh man, it was some scary stuff that I read. But like, you're not the first person. Like I've read this stuff. Like churches being, I don't know if it's because like, that you know, like I, I I know you're not like in the religion thing, but I don't know if it's because. The tabernacle's not there, which is supposed to house Jesus for the church. I don't know that's if that's
1: like- a good theory. Mine kind of was when at- churches are open and they're active. You got people in there singing, you got them there praising their religion, their beliefs, which is good energy. One of the most strongest energies out there. It's raising your vibration. And that type of light beaking draws stuff towards it. Now the place is closed. That light's no longer there. There's no longer that shield. It's down. So it's almost like a, almost like the demons or the batter side. It's more like, haha, fuck you. We can take your place over now because it's not protected. It's now our place.
0: Yeah, he, that's actually a, a very good like theory on that. Um, speaking of churches, because now we're on that topic, and it's not religious. Did you hear the the theory of of churches it's itself? How they how they get that good vibe via the the construction and the stained glass of the church, have you ever watched that? No. In a nutshell, it's um the the stained glass windows are, are put into churches because of the color. and also like I guess the thickness of the stained glass reverbs the organ playing. so like you get these positive vibes. It vibrates like the sound creates this good energy. and the echoing of the church, the way it's constructed, it gives your body via sound wave. Um, that feeling like I'm in a holy place, which is like a conspiracy theory to like how they get people to feel quote unquote, holy in churches.
1: All right. I could see that. But at the same time, it's like some like me, I'm not religious, but I do meditate heavily. I do believe in angels. I do believe in demons. I don't go with a whole biblical route with them. I go more on a spiritual route with them. So I'm constantly meditating. So it's the same thing. I will put on my best headphones and I listen to that music that basically does the same thing a church does for a religious person. We all have our own belief system. That's why I don't knock them. The only ones I will knock are the ones that sit there and push their beliefs on you. And you're wrong if you don't want to listen to them. Uh, Those are the only ones I can't stand.
0: Yes, I, I I. I agree with you on that statement and in that statement in regards to multiple subjects in regards to the world today, but we will not get into
1: that, but I agree with you. (laughs) And Uh, it was just funny because um, I posted a YouTube short. It was an EVP I caught at the conjuring house. And someone's like, you play with fire, you will get burned. I'm like, go on, like elaborate. Like that's such a vague statement. Like, can we get more context please? (laughs) And she's like, those aren't ghosts. Those are demons. You don't talk to spirits. They're all demons. And I knew instantly, I was like, all right, she's a hardcore Christian or Catholic. She's hardcore Bible. Like she's not going to hear anything else. Right. So I said to her, I'm like, why? Because a person who wrote a book told you this, she's Mm -hmm. like, I was like, I'm not going to, and I said to her, I was like, you can believe what you want to believe. I'm not going to argue with you. That's not what I'm here for. I was like, you can go the Bible route. I'm going a spiritual route. I will listen to my guides, my angels. I do meditations. I will go with them. It's basically the same as you going with your Bible, right? And she's like, well, those aren't angels when you're meditating. Those aren't your loved ones when you're meditating. Those are demons, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, okay, so here, here's a f- some food for thought. If I'm getting these messages through angels or what I believe is angels or my loved ones who have passed that are still trying to help me from the spiritual side, who do you think would have gave these messages to the people who wrote the Bible? Angels, basically, right? Mind blown, right? <laughs> so I was like, so according to your theory... There are no way angels communicate to us. It's only demons. So now if you really want to go that route and you're really going to have to think about this one, the Bible was written by demons and devil himself. Because you just flat out told me we can't get messages from angels, only God or demons. So who gave these messages to the people who wrote the Bible? Demons? Because according to your theory, only demons can talk to you. She didn't nothing after that one that that's when we lost the conversation
0: (laughs) yeah like i said mind blown you know i'll i'll rock your world man like um so i was actually very religious at one point and um i was super close to becoming a priest believe it or not and um you know i went to high school and um freshman year of high school i lost my grandfather and it just it hit me like where I wasn't like you know full out depressed and crying. Like I knew he was sick. It just I started seeing things a lot different, and I I think back to what made me want to become a priest. And you know I I would say I'm religious, but I'm not like a Bible thumper. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna talk to you and be like, no, 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 no. It was a, you know, like I won't have I won't be that girl. You know what I mean? But it makes you really put. And it's okay in my eyes, and I guess in to to believe, but it's also you know many times in the Bible, it's acceptance too. It's 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 yeah. Well, I can't tell you how many times in the Bible someone that followed Jesus questioned. So my 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 thing is, it's okay to question. Do will you keep the faith? That's another. That's a separate question. But oh yeah. It, it's okay to question and not understand because ultimately not just Catholicism or Christianity, but religion as a whole is a very complex thing to understand. And that's why there's a lot of people in the world that not only create religious wars for, you know, predominantly one religion, unfortunately, but there's a lot of people that create this friction in religion and also they don't believe in religion. They just believe we're here because of science, and you know that's 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 because religion's complex.
1: It's all complex.
0: Yeah, you know, I was having a conversation at work the other day. It was and I'm, I'm in New York. I'm in the Bronx, and the other day was pouring, pouring rain at work. And um, because of an event going on at work, we we couldn't drive and do things that we needed to do. So we kind of had to hunker down and um got into a conversation um in regards to religion and i says you know and i brought this up and i was like you know it's very i won't i won't say what it was but i'll say it's very hard to understand such and such and it became a conversation where we were both left like dumbfounded you know we didn't know what to say to each other because it was just like why you know what i mean but um like i said man religion is a very complex thing and and it, it's for some, it's easy to intertwine paranormal and, and religion. And for some, it's just best to just leave it out.
1: Right. It's, for some, most people, it's one or the other. Yeah, a, a, a exactly that. But so, to become a real good investor, you got to find a way to balance almost everything. That's why I said, like, I, I do believe in angels. I do believe in demons. But is it more of a biblical approach? No, it's more of us. To me, it's more of a spiritual approach. So, again, angels and demons, but... Who knows if that's what they're really called? But according to the Bible, that's usually what they are—angels and demons. You so want to get real. It's crazy. almost like you take parts of almost everything and kind of try to incorporate what you can understand to make you help you along your path.
0: Yeah, and you want to get real crazy. There's people out there that believe that everything that happened in the in the in the Bible, which is like you know the one of the biggest Hell,
1: books, fires, frogs
0: falling in yeah. the sky hellfire brimstone all that stuff uh there's people that believe that the biblical events were like extraterrestrial events
1: yeah well again that kind of ties to what i said earlier well how i said um i believe that we are interdimensional beings just put here on to learn our lessons and until we can learn our lessons and go back to the higher ascension we're stuck here and that's why we're spirits we're basically waiting to respond and start all over yeah. Like, you know how you have like those. All have you ever had that nightmare where you're back in high school trying to get your diploma again. Oh I, I, I think I, it's I, like that on a spiritual level. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have that. I have that dream, but I, I it's crazy enough. I don't have it getting Trying to get the diploma, I just have it being back there. You know, you don't realize how good something is until you're like, you know, for me, thirty six years old, and you're like aching and, and in pain, and you're like trying to figure shit out. You know, I just have that dream because it's like it was like it ended up being a good experience, even though at the time I didn't I didn't feel that way. You know what I mean? That's why I have that dream.
1: Yeah. So you ask like places I've been So, Seaside and Sanitarium Seaside Sanitarium was the first one I've ever really dipped my toes into. Uh, from there, it's led to the Conjuring House several times. The S.K. Pearson Gardner. I can't even tell you how many times. Um. Hensdale House now, Wildwood Sanitarium, poof, um, Wilson Castle many times. That's hands down my favorite one. If you ever get a chance to go out farther and stay at a, like the most amazing haunted location, Wilson Castle, Proctor, Vermont, hands down no location will ever steal that title from me. Like That is my favorite. I go there two to three times a year. That's how much I love that one. This, um,
0: what 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 was it
1: again? It's the Wilson Castle Wilson in Proctor. Cal- yeah, in Proctor, Vermont. Hmm. Uh if I have videos on my older channel from it. Uh Sam and Colby went there and ever since they went there, it's really oh blown God. up in popularity. Like it's getting harder and harder to get in there. Um, That's what I was just going to
0: ask you. Can you walk, can you walk everyone through the process to like being allowed to investigate? Like I, I, I was actually a couple episodes ago. I was talking to, I I forgot who it really was to be honest with you, who I was talking about. I think it might've been, uh, might've been Lindsay, might've been Joey. What is the process to like set up you going and spending the night investigating? Like what's the process nowadays?
1: Uh, it's, everybody is different, but in the long run, they're almost the same. It's basically finding the caretaker slash owner of it and saying, hey, what is your availability? Because Like the Conjuring House, the place is always booked out. What's the availability and trying to match an open day with your schedule, finding out how much they charge and basically going from there. Um, Wilson Castle, it's the same thing. You can go on their Facebook. A lot of people, it's through their Facebook. Again, that's the only reason I have Facebook is for ghost stuff. Um, it's usually their face, their Facebook or their direct websites, like Mid-Orange Correctional Facility. I had to Google that one. That one was kind of weird because it's like some weird site. It's like basically through the town's forts. Like, it was weird. Um, Penhurst is just going right on, like, their main web page. So for the most part, it's either their main website or their Facebook. And you'll go on these websites and you'll say investigate. Like it's getting so popular that they usually create the like a tab just for paranormal investigators now.
0: Wow. So it's it's, so paranormal. So you're basically saying paranormal investigation has gotten very commercialized.
1: Right. And if they allow you to do it there, they're going to advertise it because they want revenue it it helps these places wilson castle it is one of the most gorgeous structured buildings i've ever built been in it was built in the early 1800s by this guy who duped his wife into her family's money to build this they flew over well they didn't couldn't fly back then they had actual italian artists come over seas to help build this place and you can see all the details. It's like being in an old like Catholic church, or you know how like those really old churches are absolutely gorgeous, regardless if you like religion or not. You cannot help but admire the art and the detail that goes into the stained glass, the ceilings, the tiles.
0: Yeah, the that arch- is- the architecture in- in- integrity back then was like like out of this world.
1: Oh, put it this way. Back in the day, they were paid top-notch to do this at seven cents an hour.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That was a lot of money back then.
0: You were talking about what? Like, the late 1800s or like early 1900s?
1: Late 1800s. Yeah, late
0: 1800s. Wow, dude, that's crazy. Seven cents an hour. I can see, oh God, It's painful
1: to think about. I know. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I wish I could live off seven cents an hour. I'm dying at 28 an hour. Oh my gosh. That's crazy, dude.
0: And you know what? Um, that's actually, that's not, not the money aspect, but I, I I'm assuming at your workplace that the topic of conversation comes up that, you know, people at, at, at your workplace know that you do this. Yes or no? Oh, absolutely. What do they think about it? Cause I, I, I feel at my job, I I feel like I have a lot of support and and I, I, I know certain people, I could just tell like certain people that used to talk to me because I just kind of uh, actually next month will make a year in this department. I'm in like people that used to talk to me and like kind of give me the time. I kind of feel like they caught wind that I do a podcast about weird shit and I feel like they don't talk to me as much anymore. But like what do your coworkers think about, you know, Bradford, the paranormal investigator?
1: They're all into it. But again, they basically live through me. They'll be like, oh, how this weekend go? Like, where'd you go? Like, they're all enthused about it. So it's actually cool. My last job, like, I had some people that, like, when's your next video coming out? When's your next video? But, like, maybe, like, one or two of them. Now I'm in a place where it's like, hey, how'd this weekend go? Where'd you go? What'd you catch? What'd you do? It's it's awesome. Like, I'm not a fan of what I do work-wise, but the people I'm around having that same enthusiasm as me, it's fucking awesome. Um, (laughs) This one girl actually kind of hates me a little bit for it. Because she's stuck in the office with me all day long and she likes, like, she loves, like, uh, this channel called Overnight. Mm-hmm. And I showed her, I'm like, this isn't how it's, like, really done, blah, blah, blah. They're basically nothing but a bunch of drama queens. And it kind of killed that channel for her. She's like, I hate you so much because now I'm finding myself <laughs> I, She's like, I'm, she's like, I, I still watch them, but now I'm trying to find the channels that aren't faking stuff that are actually more legit now because of you. <laughs>
0: Did I think that you had a a positive impact on a coworker. That means.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. They're good. Like I said earlier, like Josh and all them, they're really amazing people in real life. I just don't like the way they're taking advantage of the popularity of the paranormal. Like I wish they were doing it more the right way. Not, not the drama side, more of like the, Hey, let's actually tell the real story side, you know?
0: You know, you know, it's. I hope it never happens to you, and I hope it never happens to me. You know, it happened to Zach Bagans where they got him for his looks, and they told him you got to buff up, buff up. And you know, it's like reality TV shows, they you need certain things to to happen and be done to
1: draw people in. And Um, that's why I'll never sell out to a network. I I am gonna always do this for myself, either TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, whatever platform wants to take my ass. I'm on. I just want to be my own person, my own approach. You like me for who I am. If you don't, I don't give a shit. Either way, I'm still going to do what I want to do.
0: Yeah. And, you know, and that's, it's, it's, it's a blessing to have that, that, that mindset. But unfortunately, too, it's like these networks, that's what they, that's what they're going to ask you to do. You know, it's crazy. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that you've heard of the Jersey Shore.
1: Oh, of course.
0: I was actually, <laughs> I was actually friends with Ronnie. Um, no, no chip. Yeah. And um, you know, he was in the gym. We we're all going to the gym. We we're all hanging out together. He's telling all of us, you know, I'm going to the show and I tried out, and they took me, and he disappeared. And then he came back in the gym one day and I was talking to him. I was like, yo, dude, you're a crazy motherfucker. I was like, is this shit like legit? Like that's going on? And he's like, uh, you know, and he told me he was like some of the stuff they ask us to do. You know, and that goes to show you like. Even these shows on TV, these real paranormal shows, how much is is
1: is legit?
0: You know what I mean? I even question the evidence they find
1: sometimes. I even question EVPs as much as like that is my one concrete go to type of evidence. I even question the one on TV because it is so easy to mass produce and put that stuff in after yeah yeah and if you're like an audio engineer and you went to school for this you know what you're doing me i'm just some joe schmo that freaking barely run youtube or adobe i'm like i don't know how to do this shit i I just want to be able to share it
0: i was gonna say i'm not like uh uh you know the nobody beats the whiz i'm not no you know bill gates tech savvy guy you know what i mean but i can do certain things like uh, YouTube pages and video editing green screens and putting it on YouTube. No, I'm bad at, it. I have my cousin who's going to try to work on my webpage for me. Cause to this, to this day, I still don't have a webpage. I can't do it. I tried. I failed. She said, she's going to come and help me out, but I could crop like your face into like, like a ghostbuster on the movie. And like, you will never know that I did it from my phone, not even a laptop. So like if if I can do that with photos from my phone, just imagine what like you said what an audio editor, a digital you know digital master can do with this stuff on a network to just I look produce. at the movie. Yeah, yeah, I- exactly, dude. It's like so I like I said I question the validity of some of these shows knowing that what what draws people in because. There's people that don't believe in the paranormal that watch these shows, and they're solely sold on just the drama aspect. You yeah, know what I mean
1: exactly. And I I haven't gone live from locations in a while because just the record for YouTube alone between breaking up and setting up and going into like a location, getting ready every time takes a lot of time. So it's harder to go live, but like once in a while I will do what is always blowing my la- mind is when you're live and you're like asking questions and you're trying to get a response out of the spirits and you don't hear shit, but then you're reading back on the comments and you hear, see someone go, I just heard someone. I just heard someone like, Holy crap. This is insane. So you rewind the video and you're like, Oh my God, there really was a disembodied voice or sorry, an EVP. Cause that's another thing too. People don't know the difference of those two. And it, it's silly to me because Again, all the bigger YouTubers—they call everything like EVPs, even though half the shits not. A body but, voice. Yeah, like they don't know the difference. That's what pisses me off. Is like they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Yet they're out there blowing up because you just got the nice hairstyles, or they're freaking running around like they just blew a line of a coke. You just—I don't get it. <laughs> you know,
0: I, I, I feel like. You know, there's a lot of turmoil on the Travel Channel. There's like this, uh, I was told, I'm telling you before, there's shows that people are worried are not coming back and haven't got renewed. And even Paranormal Court on Camera, one of the guys on the show, he um, he says, we're actively filming. But then I'm reading the comments on Twitter and someone said, I love your show. And he replied back to the comment, Tell the network that. So I don't know what shows are in jeopardy. I'd be heartbroken if that show didn't come back. I love
1: it's, that show. See, I know. Portals the hell already got shit canned. Destination Fear already got shit canned. Ghost Brothers got shit canned. Yeah, it's basically it's, it's like all news. the the ones I actually did like. And you know why? It's because they weren't so fake about it. Like Destination Fear was my favorite crowd. Yeah, they're more on the energetic, eccentric side. But I liked their approach, like the way they would like kind of torture each other and make it fun, like actually show their personalities and not. Was be that a... the
0: show where one person picks where they're going every week, someplace different? They just they don't tell them until they almost get there.
1: Yeah, and they do like the packet read before they go, and then they'll randomize who sleeps where and like torture each other. Was it? Yeah, like yeah, decorating. that was that's a good
0: show. I've watched that a few times myself. That I just was... can't. I just can't find myself to watch paranormal shows as much as I used to. Cause to me, like, you know, essentially even with that aspect, they're, they're kind of all the same, you know, to me, that's just me personally.
1: Yeah. So they were the ones I did like to watch. Um, other than that, I don't watch much paranormal TV. I do like, however, I do like the um, like paranormal 911 or my haunted overnight job. Like where they, it's people like live in their everyday jobs coming on and sharing their, like, really crazy, creepy, scary experiences, and they do the reenactments for it. Yeah,
0: I, I like... I like I, the realism COVID, of it. During COVID, I watched a lot of those shows. I watched These Woods Are Haunted became a favorite of mine. Paranormal Court on Camera, I love because it's people's videos and people analyzing them and then, like, replaying the videos and giving their professional paranormal views on what, what was captured. And that's why I love that show. And plus it's it's different. It's from cryptids. It's some UFOs. It's from Oh you know, yeah, go- it keeps it fresh. It's not the scene. I, I that's why I love that show. But the what these what the networks really need to do is kind of like come up with like average Joe Paranormal and just have like randomly every week go online and come across Ghost Magnet Paranormal and be like, you know what? We're going to reach out to this guy. And you've seen your DMs from Discovery Plus. Mr. Bradford, we would like to have you come and film an episode. We're doing this new show called Average Joe Paranormal, where we're taking paranormal investigators from, from Instagram and social media and asking them to investigate. We film them. And we're going to film you for a night or two. And then we're going to air your episode. And then we're going to go on to the next person. And we're going to pick them to investigate the location. And they choose the location for you and throw you in there and see what you can do. That's a fucking great idea.
1: You Man, trademark you know you – shut your mouth right now. Don't say anything else and you <laughs> trademark that shit.
0: Is that not a good idea, dude, or what?
1: Dude, that is actually a pretty dope idea.
0: I I, want to – I'm like literally at some point tonight or tomorrow going to write to them like, why don't you do this? And I'll be like, pick this guy first.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, li-
0: li- like literally, like they should do that because you know what? You're taking fresh faces. And different investigative styles, like you said, like you're going to be stern to your style. Put something like that out there and let it rock. And you know what? You can do damn near 20 seasons because there's millions of paranormal investigators. When you when you listen to this episode, I did a monologue before you came on. And just, just there's so much history to paranormal investigators. Don't leave it to the big guns. Like, let some average people have an episode on a show where you, you get random people and let them do their thing. And they record. Don't tell them they got to do this. and Don't tell them they got to act this way. Let them rock. Put it on TV. Whether they catch something or not, at least you're seeing someone that's, that's average. Another thing
1: too, I like um, about being my own person on YouTube is regardless of how active or crazy a night is, and it's being real and sticking to the truth, I'm putting it out there yeah the one video might be 40 minutes long because it's less active but i still am going to show it because i'm not faking shit and that's what i'm trying to show to people by i'm going to post a video regardless of if it was active or not because i don't want you to think and i'm only posting crazy stuff like i want to show every location as it actually happened
0: right and people have to understand too you know like uh Like, like, like sports, like when you play baseball, not every
1: night you're going to win. And not every game is active or fun. Some baseball, you could be sitting there for four hours and barely a hit.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, they changed that this year, but you know, (laughs) people have to realize that you're not going to go to a location every time and find something and people have to realize that. And that comes with, you know, this part of, of study. Because at the end of the day, whether we have degrees or not, it's a, a scientific study to find out what what is going on. And people have to realize that. And that's why I honor your methods of investigating, keeping it real. And you're doing it the way and you know what want to do. Don't ever let anyone take that fire out of you. Don't let anyone turn that fire out because what you're doing, people are going to see, man. Like I said, you got a fan in me. I, I like your I like your style. I like your 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 stuff. I like and
1: your TV idea. That would actually be a really fun, cool show.
0: I'm gonna I'm going I'm, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna write Discovery Plus tonight. I'm gonna edit this. I'm gonna air it, and then I'm gonna be emailing Discovery Plus like, hey, listen, here's an idea, and I'm gonna save this email, and I'm gonna have it on my episode as as proof. This is the idea. Make it happen. Like I don't know. I could be like a producer. I'll be happy with that.
1: You like, know what show I missed that I, I feel like it was underrated. Paranormal Lockdown, because they kind of took Nick Rand, what, what Ghost Adventures was doing, but they're like, hey, no, you really want the experience? You have to be in here for a couple of days because you're going to get sleep-deprived. Your emotions are going to, like, it's going to lower your wall, making you more sustainable to paranormal activity and the a ghost being able to basically attack you. I loved Paranormal Lockdown.
0: Yeah, and there's, and when, um, I guess, When you're, I don't know if you know the story behind that, why that's down, but there's a there's a story, uh, It's all over TikTok to be honest with you. There's it's a it's a big supposedly a battle between Nick, uh, Nick Roth and Zach Bagans. And Zach Bagans is like,
1: he's, yeah, they keep saying he's just basically keeping every network away from Nick. And Nick's got to, but you know what? He, what, no matter how many times Zach is ghost blocking him. That motherfucker still has a crazy drive and still out there and still doing it. And actually, now he's on YouTube doing it. He's not you even know a where he's trying to do Discovery Plus or anything. He's on YouTube now. He's, he,
0: you know, I know from the non paranormal side, the girls love him. You know, self explanatory. Um, they, they, he, he's got the drive still. Like I, I, I wholeheartedly believe he still has love for paranormal. But there's also the the pockets must be like. You know, telling him, keep going. The guy owns a museum. You know, he's living in Vegas. He's got a show on TV. Well, I'm People not talking love... about Zach. I'm
1: talking about Nick.
0: Oh, Nick. Oh, okay, Nick. I was Nick gonna... Ross. No. Yeah, no, he's still got his drive. He, he. You could tell wholeheartedly he loves it as opposed to Zach. You know, I think he's doing it for two reasons, Zach. But Nick is definitely doing it because he loves to do it. And he's very – he comes off a lot more humble than Zach Vegans, that's for sure.
1: And it's the same thing with um, Destination Fear, too, because they're another one that kind of got cock-blocked because, I mean, ghost-blocked because of Zach Baggins. And instead of, like, throwing in the towel, they went and did, like, a Kickstarter and said, hey, if you can help us get here, we will go out there and keep doing what we've been doing, but on YouTube. And that's what they just went and filmed, like, a, I don't know, six locations, I think. So they still have the drive for it, too.
0: Yeah. No, it's, you know what? People that have the drive, God bless them. And like I said, to, like I said to you, don't let the fire get put out. And, you know, but unfortunately, we're living in times where something that you and I and others love to do is become so commercialized and so, um, you know, networked that it, it's, it's very hard to make it big unless you're like, you know, I, I'm sure if you had the means and I had the means, I'd, I'd hire someone to do the YouTube channel for me. I quit my day job if I was making an income and this is something that I would be doing and people become famous and make a living just solely off YouTube. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, I mean, if there was the means to do it, by all means, I'd do it. But, you know, fortunately, like I said, as the show title of my proposed show, Average Joe Paranormal, (laughs) you know, that's what we are. You know, we have a day job and our night job is trying to get spooky.
1: Exactly yeah Yeah, no no. that seriously would be cool let's throw some people into like a location for like even three days to give them a good three days
0: yeah do three days or you know and maybe take one person by themselves or throw them in there with other investigators and let them you know come to like the table a meeting of the minds and how they're gonna orchestrate something there would be something different to watch i've never seen it it's a good idea like i said but you know who am i uh you know
1: yeah, who knows? You who know, maybe the network will be like, hey, how how do we buy this idea off of you? Uh,
0: I, like I said, like, let me be. Let me just be the guy that that picks the locations, and I, and I like, I want to be the guy that picks the locations, and I have the first person I want to go. And <laughs> you'd be it, dude, a hundred percent. It's like a thank you for coming on my episode.
1: <laughs> no, I, This is another reason why I like doing this is not just like helping spirits actually tell their stories versus what's already been told on their behalf. I love sharing the stories. So I put like every ounce into putting these videos out. And when people are like, Hey, can you come on and chat about it? I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I could talk to you for hours about this stuff because it's just, I love, I just love it that much. I don't know. I <laughs> yeah, can't explain it.
0: Yeah. No dude, listen, I, I, I was, you know, I'm, I'm still heavy into this stuff. I, you know, I do episodes about this stuff every week or, you know, multiple subjects really, but, I, as a kid, I remember just sitting in my room at my laptop and researching things. It even started earlier than that when web TV was a thing. I don't know exactly how old you are, but there was this thing called 36. web TV. How how old? Thirty six. Oh, because we're the same age. Yeah. So there was web TV. Me and my friend James, we'd sit down in his room and look at weird haunted stuff and and talk about it all day. That's what we did. We didn't even play Nintendo sixty four, Super NES. We watched web TV ghost stuff when that was a thing. And I, you know, the passion is there, and that's why. I told you, I can't actively investigate as much as I used to, but I can take the time once a week and chat with someone super cool who does this stuff and, and put it out on, on episodes. And you know, the passion, as long as you have a passion for something, that's all it takes, man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. So we're going to be coming to a close and I want to give you the opportunity once again, to tell everybody your, uh, your webpage and where to find you so that you can, you know, branch out there and grow and prosper as well. So take it away, dude.
1: So again, to make it super easy for everybody, you can just go to www.ghostmagnetparanormal.com. And no matter what platform you prefer, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you will find it.
0: That's awesome. And before I say my final thank you, i like to thank Spotify for Podcasters for giving me the opportunity to talk to Bradford from Ghost Magnet Paranormal. If you haven't heard about Spotify for podcasters, it is the entirely free app that lets you get your podcasting ideas out there completely free. Download the app. It gives you all the tools and tricks. You can formulate your podcast and it will put it out there on platforms like Spotify, Apple podcasts, and many other podcasting outlets. So thank you Spotify for podcasters and giving me this opportunity to talk to Bradford from ghost magnet paranormal Bradford. Thank you, bro. Let's get together one day and do an investigation, dude.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're not too far from me. New York? Psh, oh, a couple
0: hours? Bronx, New York, dude. I'll drive to you. You drive wherever. You just let me know the time, the date. I'll make sure I take the day off, and I'll bring my equipment out of my dusty box that's been sitting there for, for months now.
1: I know you don't like events, but we do have Wilson Castle booked for National Ghost Hunting Day. And everybody that went last year already wants to go again this year.
0: Dude, I'm, I'm down. We'll keep in touch. I don't want you to be a stranger, dude. I, I, like, I love your content. I want to have you on again in the future for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely! Because, uh, like I said, I go do this every weekend. So I'm sure within another month or two, I could have a shit ton of stories.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I'll put I can put you on once a month to talk about your adventures, dude. I, I would love to, this was a great conversation. I'd love to have you on more often. One hundred ten percent.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be fun. And no, dude, seriously, thank you for inviting me on and letting me talk about this stuff. Because again talking about it and being able to share experiences is just it's what keeps helping the drive to go too. you know
0: yeah i I, i've said to plenty of people man we are a select group of individuals that that have a common interest that it's it's growing and i love to be the type of person to like have people on and, and promote people i'm not i'm not one of those people that I just want to grow. I want everyone to grow. I want everyone to, you know, I want to show everyone love and grow with them. And this is why I like having people like you on. You seem like an awesome dude. And, you know, that's the type of person I am. And, and like I said, hopefully in the near future, we can work together on something. And I wish you nothing but the best, bro. 110%. Appreciate
1: that. And I'm sure I'll be on again. And yeah, like I said, you said, don't be a stranger. You know how to find me.
0: Yes, sir, man. I I promise I won't text you every single day, every hour, but we will definitely stay in touch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, dude.
0: All right, everybody. Again, Bradford from Ghost Magnet Paranormal. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Say What Again Billy podcast. My man, I will shoot you a text when this airs. I hope you have a great night.
1: Hey, you too. Good night, everybody. Later.